So we haven't got infinite resources, so working out where to innovate is the hardest thing. So again, customer knowledge and empathy, which is something we learned here through HERA, finding out what your customers' problems are and seeing if we can solve them. Kia I'm Troy, HERA CEO, and welcome to Stirring the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us metalheads up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today we're having a all with Cliff Ellery, General Manager, Innovix at Tedder. From grassroots beginnings in the Taranaki to receiving the HERA 2023 Innovate Change Industry Award for exporting spiral welding innovations. Today we talk about the innovation that led TEDA to the win, its business expansion plans and what others could learn from their experience with technology innovation. Before we get into our conversation for today, can you introduce yourself, share a bit about TEDA and what your connection to HERA is? My name is Cliff Ellery. Uh, I'm a Chartered Professional Engineer with an MBA and I work for Tera. Uh, they're an engineering company based in the Waikato making all things stainless for our food and beverage industry uh, and pharmaceutical and water. We recently rebranded as Tera. Uh, we, form- uh, we were NDA uh, Engineering which is national, came from the National Dairy Association but to re- better reflect who we were uh, and our ties to Aotearoa and the fact that we make lots of other products for the wine industry, water industry. We rebranded to Tera, which is a Māori for steel. We've been on an innovation journey probably now since early 2017 uh, and here have been instrumental in that. We've sort of gone on that journey with them and yeah, so they've been really good. That's cool. Tera was a recipient of the 2023 Innovate Change Award at the Hera Industry Awards recently, which I'd like to acknowledge you received in memory of Wayne Taylor, who was instrumental in the project. The award acknowledged certain technology innovations, which has opened up new markets for Tera. What can you tell me about these innovations and what does receiving the award mean to you and the team at Tera? Yes, yeah, well, firstly, Wayne was an integral part of our innovation journey. Uh, and he showed us what we could achieve if we sort of challenged the established norms. Uh, he brought to the business uh, a concept of spiral welding tanks, which is starting with large coils of stainless steel in our case, and then just making tanks like in a continuous uh, process and building them vertically into the into the air. Um, he shared his sort of ideas with us, which is quite unusual for a, an inventor because that can often be uh, quite secretive but because of that and his, how open he was we were able to uh, take his ideas grow them and then commercialise them and they're now sort of uh, right throughout our business we make all of our wine tanks that way uh, our dairy tanks and, and we're now exporting them over that technology overseas I think the biggest thing we got out of the uh, Innovate Change Award was sort of external recognition and validations. We're in it over our, over our heads sort of every day, the, the team, uh, and we're not quite sure if what we're doing is innovative or 
you know, change, bringing about change. So he's stepping back and seeing it from an external set of eyes and uh, lens was sort of quite rewarding. And I think the team especially got a lot out of that. Mm. Well, they definitely seem to be enjoying themselves on the night. So. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so you weren't really over your heads. You guys are heading in the right direction. <laughs> um, how do you approach innovation, both as a concept and in practical terms? So innovation in R&D is, I mean, so we're a project-based company, so we're used to dealing with um, sort of really controllable things and known outcomes, but R&D is very much like finding knowledge, and often the knowledge doesn't align with your business plan or what you hoped. So getting that change of that mindset to saying, well, there's no such thing as bad knowledge, it, it, it may not be what you wanted, uh, but we now know, and, and it might not just be about a technical thing, it might be about a, a market or a customer, and saying, well, you know, that's what we thought we were going to do, it doesn't look like that's going to work, we, we're now going to have to uh, change. I mean, some of my colleagues hate the word, but there is a lot of pivoting, basically, basically it's just find out what you can from the market or by trialling something, if it doesn't work, uh, change it. And sort of with a, a small, we, we, we're not, we're not, uh, we're only a medium-sized company. It's probably the best, probably small on the world scale. So we haven't got infinite resources. So working out where to innovate is is the hardest thing. So again, customer knowledge and empathy, which is something we learned here through Hera, find, finding out. Your, what your customers' problems are and seeing if we can solve them and looking for a tranche of sort of work, you know, not just one keen customer. Um, so we, we we try and think about where we're going to innovate. Um, but again, because of our size, n- most of our innovation is done in parallel to a project. So we've got something that we're going to build and we've got an innovative way we want to build it. Um, that's not ideal, but it's just our reality. I think it's mm. a lot of uh, New Zealand businesses are like that. It's a lot of a little bit of R and lots of de- development as you mm. go, and it's very practical sort of innovation that we we do. That's your innovate change right there. Yes, that's right. <laughs> changing all the time. What was the problem statement or pain point which inspired you to develop your technology further? Well, we were, as said, we were previously NDA, which came from the National Dairy Association, and we were heavily uh, wetted to that industry, and in in particular making milk powder plants and milk powder dryers. And we just would make, there would be one of them a year, every year. Uh, If we stayed in... With that as being at the core of our business, we now have empty workshops. So I think it was in, innovate, look for new markets, look for new products, or you know, all close down basically. Mm. So we've uh, we, we we chose to innovate. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Um, I know you mentioned earlier about the name change, but and you were saying that Tera means steel. How did you come to the name Tera? Well, there was a number of processes. We also, 
we, in parallel to doing theatre, we came up with our new vision of bringing steel to life and our uh, core values of caring for people and place, integrity, uh, excellence and being courageous. So we got an external consultant in to help us with the name change and because we had to make sure that we could use it and, and get all the, brand, uh, the branding. So we, we, that was like one part of it. But the bringing steel to life and deciding on what our values, that was just done with teams throughout the business and started with our executive team and then we brought it down to all our management teams. TEDA has grown consistently from its beginnings in the Taranaki to now servicing four key industry divisions globally, NDA, Crown, Water and Industry. Throughout this process, do you feel the company has retained its original entrepreneurial spirit? How is this reflected in your work today and how have you had to adapt? I, I think we've sort of refound our entrepreneurial spirit. We were very much sort of our legacy companies of NDA and Crown were very much at the forefront of the, when the wine industry took off and when the dairy industry in New Zealand grew. And we were very innovative in those days. But when it was just year-on-year year change and expansion, uh, innovation wasn't so key and we got very into production and uh, you know getting very good at those things. But with that disruption that's been you know, brought, brought on to us, we've sort of had to refound our innovation, um, our innovative and entrepreneurial spirit. So uh, that's certainly been the journey we've been on in the last uh, three to four years. So, yeah, I'll definitely say we're, we're now way more entrepreneurial than we used to. And starting up in the, you know, doing a start-up in... The U.S. is a courageous, which is a vision of ours, but B is, has taken a lot of entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, well, as you've mentioned, um, you have recently entered other markets, including the U.S. Can you tell me more about that and how the market differs to New Zealand and Australia? I was. It's probably easier to to list the things that are the same. <laughs> with the US market, they they speak English and they use stainless steel in their in their dairy industry, um, but apart from that, it's 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 really different. Mm. Um, there's lots of technical differences that you have to get round, but there's also just lots of and there's lots of logistical. You know, it's it's a it is a big market, so there's lots of opportunities, but. Um, Everyone's very specialised and they've got their own niche and, um, you know, we're set up in a place called Lubbock, Texas and I can tell you there's no one that knows how to weld stainless steel tanks there. They're all based up in Wisconsin. So uh, all of these things and all the suppliers are up there so all of these things come very hard. You've got to find labour, local labour that you need to train, you need to find suppliers and no one knows who you are. You can't trade on your name like mm. we can here. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's been very different. It's been it's been exciting, but it's been it's been a big challenge. Um, I think, yeah. Are there standards different 
in the US to they are in New Zealand? Yes, yeah, they are. So these are, yeah, we're in the dairy industry up there and these, they've got their own dairy standard. Again, a small, uh, say 60% are overlap and, and we're familiar mm. with them, but then there's a lot of that uh, are quite unique and uh, you've got to buy the items in the US and, mm. then, and it's very hard to uh, get them here or outside that market. So now there is a, there's quite a bit on the technical side and there's quite a bit of the standards and um, they're just a different climate as mm. well actually which you don't think would have a big part but they get very cold winters and very hot summers so the whole dairy factories are based on everyone being inside whereas if you go around a factory in New Zealand it's based on everyone being outside and only a few people in the process mm. being inside the building so it's quite yeah. Just it just brings about lots of different changes. Yeah, I guess too those would have been hurdles that you'd have to come when you went into that market. Wouldn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Mm. that would have been an adventure mm. for sure. Probably still is an adventure. <laughs> the adventure <laughs> is ongoing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your advice to those organisations considering scaling to other markets such as the US? Even within our own company, everyone when we do something different like this, everyone. Th- fixates on the technical challenge and we've got this Innovate Award which is also like celebrating an engineering challenge, uh, innovation, but um, that's sort of the easy bit. The hard bit is the people, um, which is again a bit counterintuitive because we're doing an automation process which is meant to take labour out of uh, the process of making tanks or have less labour in it, but it actually requires more specialised labour. And uh, so getting those skilled people, getting them on board um, is really key. Now, we didn't go into We didn't underestimate it. We didn't think, we, we went in knowing that it would be hard. Uh, you know, it was one of the first things we went over about this time last year to look for the, that labour. But it's a case of... Um, Think about how, how hard you think it's going to be and double it mm. because uh, finding skilled people, uh, again, they don't know who you are. So you, you're starting from a very, uh, you know, it's a startup and by name and definition. So that brings all sorts of challenges. So getting those key people on board, um, we're still struggling with that actually. But, you know, we've got, we're getting there, but it's just been a lot slower. And in comparison, the technical challenges, which there have been many of, you know, we're a, a company of engineers, we tend to solve them quite quickly and move on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Might be a matter of not what you know, but who you know <laughs> when you go yeah, to the US. Yeah, <laughs> we've, again, because we've been up there for a long time and quite active in the sales department, we thought we had a lot of connections. And... That's definitely helped, and that's what we use. We leverage that to get into the market to get this job that we did. We're building in Texas, but it's not. Once you're there, it's in the nuts and bolts of setting up a business and getting the right people and project staff and skilled uh, people. It's um, yeah, it's just lots of. Lots of trial and mm. yeah, yeah. No, we've we've interviewed a lot of people and we've tried and so, but we're we're getting there. Yeah, it's 
It's, it's good. Mm. What else is in store for Tedder? Do you have any plans for the future that you'd like to share? It is more of the same. We, I mean, we've just we've got dipped our toe into the US market, so we want it. There's no, we want to get established, well established there, uh, and we're going to leverage everything that we've got here in New Zealand because. If you like the cornerstone is spiral welding, which is a different way of making tanks, but we've got lots of other technology that supports that, and we want to take that to the US. So uh, that's definitely. Um, but we're still expanding into other markets here, uh, the water industry and water infrastructure, and we think we've got something really unique in in our large, our really big uh, spiral weld tanks that we can do on site. Uh, Again, Australia, we've we've been there for a while, but we think we can be a lot bigger in Australia. So we would like to take, really be doing everything we're doing in the water and uh, dairy industry in New Zealand and take that to Australia. So, yeah. So watch the space. Watch the space, yeah. <laughs> So there you go. Thanks for joining our conversation with Cliff today. If you'd like to connect with him, you'll find his details in the show notes. Hera is really proud to see its members thrive in innovation and to celebrate these successes at our Future Forum Industry Awards. We'd like to congratulate Tedder once again as the winner of our Innovate Change Award. A special thanks must also go out to our sponsor, New Zealand Steel, for making the night such a great success. These awards are integral to spark connection and acknowledge the great work happening out in our industry. Food for thought till we see you next time. So hit subscribe, and if you liked what you heard today, please like, review, and share with any metal minds you know. Let's spread the word. If you've followed Hera for a while now, you'll know that we recognise the New Zealand heavy engineering industry's top innovators and change makers every two years at the Hera Future Forum Nation Dinner. The awards recognise those who have given outstanding service as well as acknowledge the future of our industry. To find out more about the awards as well as Hera, you can find links in the show notes.